Okay, good. So we're here. Welcome. Yeah, fine. <laughs> and yeah. Nobody else will get to see you, but I'm glad that I get to see you. Well, I'm glad I got to see you. You're, right, your teacher is an Antigod, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's, there's like a massive link because I've, I've been kind of passing him for years because I went to Bosnia a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. There was some people there who'd gone to India to meet Ananta who is linked with Muji, but previously yeah. sat with Rod, no, not Ramesh Balsaka. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's, it's kind of, yes, it's, it's kind of interesting. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you had anything in mind that you'd feel like talking about. Um, no, nothing in particular. I could, I suppose I could just tell you what's going on and that might kind of go somewhere. Yeah, that sounds um, good. <laughs> and and I suppose you could ask me some questions. Um, I must admit, I kind of got tired of repeating my story about 20 million times, which I seem to do. Yeah. Where the story was in there as well. So that's kind of interesting. Um, there's a bit of a transition going on. I was, um, somebody told me about an incident with Nisargadatta Maharaj earlier in his career as a teacher, mm. is that term loosely, um, where he was just sorting people's lives out. He was almost like a life coach. Mm. And I think you turned up and said, you're not meant to be doing this. So a similar kind of thing is happening here where there's a group that's around me just being, just being shed away. It's being taken away and there's newer, more practical people turning up, but with people wanting to actually talk about realization. So although I'm seen as the guy that you talk to, who's got the Sufi background and talks about self-realization, I've had very little, if any, opportunity over the last four or five years to actually talk about what I want to talk about. Mm. So it's like um, my, my last interview was about, I think it was April, I did an interview with uh, a YouTube channel called Soldiers. Now that time I was completely silent, like completely silent. I was just like, I'm just really silent, I have nothing to say. But somehow we managed to stretch the silence out for about an hour a bit. And funny enough, I had a lot to say in that hour. Mm. Um, and now there's 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 someone just forming words and speech and things mm. like that and ideas and I'm finding that in my conversations, regardless of somebody might turn up and say, well, you know, my my I don't know, my my cat's fallen over or my relationship has died. Mm. Um, I'm somehow kind of moving into this whole realm of realization. So yeah. you've you've caught me at the right time, I suppose, because uh, I think that's the only conversation. I. I <laughs> I almost want to say that the answer to everything is realization. Through mm. yeah, yeah. she's quoting that the greatest gift you can give to the world is your own self-realization. Yeah. yeah um, so that's all I've got, really, to say, to talk about, about this yeah. new realization. And then, you know, um, and I'm enjoying playing with it. I'm, I'm enjoying this, um, the, the, I don't know, the way it's kind of coming together, how certain words don't seem to come into play but then certain words do and then the utter futility of it all and the fact that there's not anybody really here doing this this idea of the personal self when this character calls a hair Khan and, um but there's just such such a freedom in it um and there's just such a freedom in 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 not knowing which 
if we can totally surrender to that, mm. almost gives us a slight knowing or gives us some knowing. So mm. I'm, I'm just loving the whole paradoxical nature of it. Um, mm. and, and I know as I've said that, that I could say it so much more clearly. But <laughs> this is <laughs> the challenge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the fun part of it, really. Um, <laughs> so what is realisation? <laughs> no idea no idea but then that's what i would say when i to get out of the question um no idea it's something I'm, I'm discovering every single day um that when you know the story states that this guy stopped and you know he stopped looking and i think that's when it really started because i think we think okay when when this thing called enlightenment realization hits that's it or we found to all knowledge and everything's so we absolutely perfect Mm. I think I've started my journey now and I'm so enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I also realise that it's completely now as well. So I'm pretty happy and comfortable to live in those paradoxes, yeah. um, in those meeting points. And I suppose realisation is meeting points. But as I say that again, I know it's just such an inadequate answer. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, someone's coming in. Hold on for a second. I'm on a meeting, Asha. Okay, do you want something? Yeah, will you tell Daddy? Sorry. No, but Daddy knows I'm in a meeting, so tell Daddy that I'm in a Zoom meeting, okay? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you should keep that in the interview. I think that would be perfect. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what I used to be at this moment in time. And I can now kind of play up and say something like, I was just about to tell you the secret of realization. Learned <laughs> it. Which would probably come, you know, have one of your listeners completely hopeless and just completely. Mm wake up to it thinking what's going on so, hold yeah. on for sorry i'll come back in one second sorry for a second no worries, no worries, no worries. oh yeah this is life yeah, realization yeah. doesn't stop like yeah, long I, I, isn't it <laughs> i i'm loving this the best interview i've ever done oh yeah <laughs> yeah more and cut you know um yeah yeah no yeah so yeah we're We'll yeah. go up one day. We'll, I'll actually come to the proper interview. You know. uh-huh. Yeah, I, I quite like to explore that kind of theme, you know, because I think okay. that idea is is out there, you know, yeah. that there's this thing called self realization, and yeah. and if I get it, <laughs> if I get this thing called self realization, yeah. then that'll be the end of yeah. my troubles or yes, yeah, um, yeah, or yeah. my problems or the end of. I don't know. It's biggest like, misnomer ever. If anything, that the troubles double on you and triple on you, and, and <laughs> yeah. stripping down. The, I, I see. I, I heard about this thing called realization, and I, it was going to change my life. Hmm. And, you know, I was going to be blissed out, as I say to people. I was going to have the model girlfriend and six pack, and you know, you name it. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was quite superficial, so I was. You know, my bar was pretty low, really. Kardashian, um. <laughs> And that was it. That was going to be great. And then this thing happened. I'll just say it was, I stopped. That was it. Mm. Seeking finished. Um, I got discovered a couple of months later. I, I did some interviews. was on my way to fame and fortune. You know, I was going to be <laughs> sitting there with Deepak Chopra or Eckhart told me we're going to be on speed dial. Um, <laughs> but it just didn't, I, I don't know, it just stopped. And then 2014, 15, I came back. And, you know, what I found is ever since that stopping, whatever that is, because there could be an entire podcast just even on that. Um, 
it's not that your troubles go away. If anything, there isn't that filter there anymore. If anything, you're really real. You're really feeling. And uh, what you find is you're, you're in this constant communication with the divine, even though you're not separate from the divine. But I'll use dualistic terms because I've got to the point where I'm really not bothered. Um, I don't really care if I don't sound, you know, not dual enough or whatever. Um, I kind of know <laughs> what to say. So, and, and that's nice as well because, you know, you start off wanting to sound right. You know, it's all got mm. to be this. You know, what do you mean it's just this? It's just this. But I think as you go forward, <laughs> there's, there's so much more humanity into it. And I find mm. that, you know, the moments of joy are really joyous and, mm. and, and the moments of hell are really hellish. Mm. And I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I, I'm going through some interesting situations at the moment. Mm. And I literally turned around to my friend and said, I, I couldn't imagine me giving any other way because I couldn't imagine being asleep, you know. Yeah. And because so many people are, and this is not to kind of put some sort of a hierarchy in place or to say, oh, we're so much better than them. But so many people are so blissfully unaware and they just mm. automatically live in their lives and have no idea. And there's just this love that you just want to grab that person and hug them and say, look, please, you know, mm. this ain't who you are. You know, I want to take this away. Mm. Um, and, and, and it's thankless. It's completely thankless. Mm. And you're vilified sometimes. You know, some of the, the most amazing teachers I've come across, so you read their story, are, are hated, vilified, just for mm. wanting to tell someone that you know, mm. this is not who you are. So it's, it's an amazing way to live, but at times it can be really, really tough. But that, we don't talk about that, though. Mm. We want to make sure that when we're speaking, we're, we are using the correct non-dual terminology <laughs> or that non-duality is the only possible way to ever see this <laughs> and that there was only ever certain teachers in a certain country that ever woke up with a mm. certain ethnicity. And it's about demystifying that. You know, yeah. I, I tend to say, look, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a brown guy talking about self-realization. I'm a cliche in the truest sense of the word. There's nothing original about me. I also see where that can be used to mm. actually help people um, realize who they are. But I can also see how this is a, a constraint on me as well. Mm. Oh, well, of course you'd wake up. You, you know, you're from the Indian subcontinent. You know, you guys go to a, a diet of, you know, whirling bhajans and, you know, <laughs> Sri Ramana Maharishi is your uncle. And mm. let's be honest, he is. How much of views I think exist true. Um, and so you're constantly in that that place of, of, of mm. no place. And you, you sound no doubt like a crazy to your normal friends. Because I remember when yeah. I first came across this, I was just telling everybody it was just this. There's nothing mm. happening. Like I could do an entire day telling people there's nothing happening. Yeah. There's just nothing happening. There's just this. And they're like, well, what's this? It's just this. And yeah. I can imagine how horrible I would have sounded to these people. And now as you go through life, you realize, well, no, there's there's there's, there's, there's this real fullness there there's this real like there's some real color in this and there's some real mm. living in this as well um you know <laughs> to a guest, I was like, look i'm making mistakes i'm messing things up you know yeah and i'm so happy like i'm actually living there. <laughs> once upon a time i was into that whole cultural perfectionism you know we've got mm. to get this right you know it's like you know I, I went on your podcast and i'm looking at some of your guests and thinking whoa this is interesting and mm. you know there was that slight, you know, oh, my God, so, you know, she's she's had some really good guests and stuff, and now, you know, like, she's got me. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love me, you're going to hate me. I, I, I don't know. But I, I, I see that although it appears random, sometimes it just allows you to see certain things. So 
this is kind of moving almost in alignment, I'll use that word, with, with what's going on. Like I'm moving away from being the life coach who has a spiritual thing within yeah. never life coach to now saying to people, look, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I really don't <laughs> want to know about that, you know, with the greatest respect, I'm here to talk <laughs> to you about realisation. Could you ask me a question on that? Yeah. Like, well, no, I actually came here for my cat. So that's great. It's just, there's a lot of clutter being taken away, taken away. Mm. But I'm also enjoying the fact that I'm kind of moving over to something. I'm going over to what I really love, to what yeah. was my first love. And that feels mm. really lovely. So there's there's this real gratitude and, and love that's happening as well, even though on mm. the surface life looks like a complete, you know, nightmare. It's like I, I just somehow knew that my Christmas was going to be cancelled this year. And that's what seems to be happening. I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally people are appearing. I'm talking away, and something. Sometimes I say something right. Sometimes I won't. And I've absolutely no idea. Like I can't stress that enough. That I don't have a clue. Yeah. I know. I was literally saying to somebody, I don't have any answers. I don't have your answers. Yeah. No, I really don't because I think that's where we've got to get to a point where. You know, it's there's that saying the best of teachers teaches you in a way whereby you, you feel you realize yourself. Mm. And I think that's so beautiful. It's like literally saying to people that no teaching, no book, no guru, no approach has anything for you. It doesn't. It doesn't. But we're still going to carry on doing this. You know, we're going to still carry on recording interviews and we're going to carry on playing these roles. But somehow we've kind of realized that they're roles. So this is just mm. an interview. But to someone listening to this, fine, oh my God, it's got the answers. Amber's now got this other guy. And I've, <laughs> the answer's with you. It's in you. But, you know, again, we've said this so much that even that's become a, a mantra of the answers within Amber's journey. Yeah. So, you know, we're down before we do, we're down before we do. But I don't know. I like so when I, you said, like, even self-realization, it's like it's kind of the beginning. It's yeah. like that's when I really life really begins like it's almost I like this. i yeah. wouldn't have done this if i knew this was going to happen i i was <laughs> i was missold completely <laughs> it's you know it's, it's the worst place in the world to be you come across this word called enlightenment and then you see some grainy picture of sri ramana marishi and then you read a bit of room and you think oh god you're ruined you're absolutely ruined you end up you know seeing you know seeing behind the veil and then you can't unsee the things as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, but would um, you change it though, right now? No, because I'm alive. I'm alive in the truest sense of the word. I've never felt so. Yeah. It's, it's exhilarating. I, I I started speaking back in 2015 in Glasgow, and um, I remember about six months before I was going to leave. I start. I just walked into me said, "I'm I'm leaving," mm. and it just became it became monotonous. Like you could literally set your watch to. I'd walk to a meeting and people would say five, four, three, two, and a bit. I'm leaving. And the strange thing is then one day I just suddenly left and I ended up in Manchester. And recently I've just been saying, guys, I'm settling. And I don't know why I'm saying it. And I'm, mm. I'm seeing that and I'm just settling and I'm realising how little I've got to do with it. So, mm. no, I, I wouldn't change it. I, I, had, I had my two blasphemous thoughts last year and I, and I call them my blasphemous thoughts because I woke up one morning and went, I want a house, I want a car. <laughs> and and it was, I was like, behave, you're spiritual. You can't be talking about something. <laughs> And since then, there's just been there's just been a settling, and it's like all of a sudden. I mean, I travelled everywhere. You know, yeah. I was the guy that if you said I want to talk about self-realization before you even completed it, I'd have been on the plane and I'd been sat in sat in your home wanting to talk to you. I was like that mm. faithful lapdog 
that you know you can mm. beat it to death it'll still keep coming back and now there seems to be this just the stopping going on again and it's just yeah yeah do you feel like the more like time goes on in your own realization mm. that you're finding yourself to just be more natural yes um i i had the pleasure and I, um, i'll say this on interviews um there was an old Buddhist teacher, well, I would say it was probably more of an audio teacher, a guy called Russell Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away about a year or so ago, and I got to see him at one of his last talks. And this guy had been faithfully at the Manchester Buddhist Society meeting on a Wednesday, Monday and a Wednesday for about three hours, talking about this thing called life. And so I've gone along to a meeting, and um, I got there for about six o'clock, started at seven, and was, the room was already full. People just sitting there with their eyes closed. And then, you know, I'd heard about this guy when I was in Glasgow and I thought, look, I'm in Manchester, I might as well, might as well check this guy out. And, you know, an elderly gentleman walked in, very, very traditional. He's got his suit, he's got his tie on. You know, I'm thinking, mm. you know, I rock up at meetings looking like the worst ever. And this guy's now very old school, dark mm. gentleman sat down and he opened his mouth. And I didn't hear a single spiritual cliche or word or anything, mm. just an ordinary old man sitting there. And I remember just thinking, I just want to close my eyes and just dive into this. And I thought, no, I can't. I just want to see what this guy is doing. I I really need to see what he's doing. And he would just end everything with a question. And it'd be sometimes, I I think that's a good idea. Um, Incredible. He was known as the Nisargadatta of the North. And some incredible teachers have come from from this guy's room. And it was just ordinary. And and that's what I find as, as you go further and further, the need for using certain languages. Like I can put something up on Facebook and sometimes it's not even anything spiritual. It's maybe something a little bit poetic and it will cause a debate. of <laughs> Like I, I, I put up the other day in my about your loneliness and it's an old quote. Oh my God, the Neo-Advator police came out in force. There is no other and all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, you're missing the point. Yeah. I think as you go further, it becomes... <laughs> Subtle, it becomes so ordinary that it is like a cup of tea is a cup of tea. But yeah. we've got so skewed about it mm. that I say a cup of tea is a cup of tea, and someone's going to try and turn that into an entire teaching. So yeah, it's mm. it's cut really ordinary, which is um which is not good because more people are showing up and they're expecting me to say something spiritual, and I don't really have anything spiritual to say. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Do you feel easy with that, or um, do you find that's like a new challenge? I'm 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 really good with it because um, I, I was discovered in 2008 by um, this Russian woman living in San Francisco, which was just a contradiction itself, which was great. And she literally bullied the non-duality websites and podcasts at the time to interview me. So I kind of went from zero to 100. I was this guy playing Mafia Wars on Facebook who ends up talking to this one woman, realising that the woman I'm talking to is realised, then bumps into this other woman who then goes, look, I'm going to get you all these interviews. So I've been around since time immemorial. <laughs> um, I do a lot of these interviews and realise that I, this is not what I want to do. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I did an interview with um, the Urban Guru Cafe, which was one of the original non-duality podcasts. It's run by this guy called Gilbert Schultz. He's one of mm-hmm. you know, Bob's people. And I remember the interview came out and I, and I literally threatened him. I was like, you know, you're not going to put my interview up. Like, There's some really good work done on this. And he goes, no, you really need to put this interview up. So we came to a happy agreement where it was a case of like, okay, I'll put the interview up, but name, my name's not going to be on this interview. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred podcasts and mine's the only one where you don't actually see my name on it. And why did and you not want your name on it? 
you don't want to do, do I didn't get into this to teach. I'm, I'm going to be actually honest, I didn't get into this to teach. I don't even know what that is. Um, yeah. And and what happened, so, so and then the Buddha, the gas pump became the mm-hmm. thing. And I was one of the early interviewees there as well. So mm-hmm. 2011, I, I kind of rock up, you know, um, the guy goes, that I'd like to interview you, but I've heard some of your old interviews and please don't swear on my interviews. <laughs> I won't say what I thought, right, Kaya? And part of me was like, don't do the interview. But I found myself doing the interview. And then recently, you know, I asked for it to be taken down, so just take it down. Because there was a bit okay. of a disagreement. I thought, well, I don't care. Um, but in that time, I've struggled. I've really mm. struggled. I've not been accepting of this is what's going on with me. Like I've gone out my way to burn groups, destroy, you know, like groups and everything mm. that works. So what you find is something happens mm. and then this nonsense of having to talk to people appears as well. And then you go through yeah. you go through a bit of a war with yourself about it. <laughs> what are you going to say to him? I mean, I, I heard this really beautiful story about Papaji that, um, <laughs> that he was with an English gentleman called Romana. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were wandering around the countryside for absolutely years. And um, so they're in India, got to still bite, they're running around India, India and everything. And then obviously, as all good road trips, they have to come to an end. And years, years later, um, Romana goes to see Papaji. Mm. And he walks into a room with like, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of people and all this stuff and everything. And Papaji looks at him without missing the beat, goes, I got too old to run. In other words, when he was running around the country, he was just trying to avoid the inevitable. <laughs> what you find is that... People are asking him questions and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what you find is life is, life is like that Dagestani wrestler that's going to put you in a position and choke you out anyway. You're not going to realise what happened to you. Yeah. Kind of into the UFC. Um, <laughs> and that's what's happened. And now I'm finding myself more accepting of it. But what I've found is that acceptance of it, I'm now going, I'm sorry, I don't want to be your life coach. Um, And I want to talk about this. So there's an acceptance and there's a gratitude that I've got to this point. Mm. And there's, I'll use the term excitement, although that's not it, of Mm. watching this communication starting to form. So I don't know what I'll be like. I don't know how I'll communicate. You know, I could wake up tomorrow morning and be completely non-dual. And that's what kind of happens, I suppose, when you're like in self-realization, you're realizing that you're not all the ideas that you thought you were. So then I find like what you're expressing really is just a good example of what really happens is that then we just get to see how this character is. <laughs> like we actually don't know. And because you're alive, you're, you know, you're not holding on to an idea of, that you made up at mm. one point of time. And because you're alive, it's kind of changing and growing the whole time. So even your expression is changing the whole time. Because I think even in self-realization, you can, let's say, if somebody realized themselves, whatever, 10 years ago, you can then, it's just like the habit when we're in a human body, you can kind of pick up spiritual ideas again, anytime. So you can pick up ideas, you know, like, oh, I'm a teacher now. I'm, <laughs> I, I share like this. I do this, you know. Yeah. So I think we have to be very kind of, um, that that same fire that that gets us to seek. I think that fire just consumes us more and more and more. Yes. But yes. I think that that fire is maybe life. Yeah. Um, would you say, um, you know, something stopped, never started again? But I don't know. And I, what I love is life periodically 
because I, I feel there is really only one one teacher and that's life yeah. and it doesn't matter how good we are life is going to always blindside us um yeah. and I think life will periodically strip away any semblance of that yeah and then 2014 and 15 I'm like I'm waking up for another day and I've got this great job in this IT company mm. got my company laptop <clears throat> soon. this is the height of that superficiality I always wanted and I'm yeah. minding bed on a Monday morning and I can't do anything I'm frozen mm. like with fear but I'm the guy who's woken up so what the hell am I doing lying there in bed frozen mm. and then my friend walks in and I was I loved how this story says the words that led me here which was like do you want a cup of tea if he'd said anything else I'd have just died I was like I don't know what was going on like I was completely out of control yeah. and then I sat in an empty room and nobody showed up mm-hmm. yeah, it somehow made sense to go to a place that I couldn't afford to pay for, sit there for 20 minutes, warm myself up at the fire, have my three-pound meal deal from Sainsbury's, and then go home. <laughs> it became a habit, and I don't know why it happened. Like, if I really think about it, it was almost like something was just taking me back. But yeah. I couldn't identify it. It was so immediate, I couldn't even say that, because mm. that would be a complication. It would sound spiritual, oh, some force took me there. And it becomes but that's what it's like, though. I know it sounds a bit yeah. cliche, and all, yeah. but, like... Yeah. <laughs> and like because you can't really put life into words and how life moves like no the, no words make sense really yeah that, that's the we're recording yeah. an interview that really isn't adequate but yeah we could be just but, going but, blah, 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 yeah, blah. yeah 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 well, <laughs> yes we, we could we could have done that but that's there's, there's, there's such freedom in that because yeah. it is you go further and it becomes more ordinary so now, now you can't <clears> fall back <throat> on words you know you can't talk about the true self and the Mm. consciousness and or i don't know if i want to get really ethnic about it you know what or, or i don't know whatever or some day mm. failed so you're just sitting there like like some 96 year old sitting there in the room you know just knowing that he's got to go sit in that room Monday and wednesday and he gets a nice cup of tea and some biscuits and stuff everything and people listen to this guy yeah i mean you, you sometimes you're sitting there thinking why am i doing this but then you realize you have no choice as well so, you yeah. know, you try to put some things, but I, I was once asked to do a talk on mindfulness, which was <laughs> hilarious. So I, I literally walked into this company, opened my mouth and just changed the words to mindfulness, did the same thing I normally do. And yeah. I was threatened, don't ask the question, what do you want? And I just went, well, yeah. so what are we looking to achieve here today? Yeah, It just doesn't matter. And, and the funny thing is when life decides it wants to take you and, and put you in front of somebody and, talk to them you know it's it's like it's it's funny when when we first connected like I've gone through a podcast and I went oh no this one's <laughs> kind of introduced you know like she's talking to some really interesting people mm-hmm. and you know I've managed to kind of escape with my positively self-helpy kind of quotes and doing the life coachy thing but really I'm a spiritual guy and then also there's like somebody asked me this beautiful question she she literally stopped me dead at her talk and went could you tell me the difference between compassion and attachment? And I was like, wow, a question. I was so happy. And yeah. I, was, I literally was just, just there for a couple of seconds, completely blank, really enjoying the question. Mm. And then I was like, I've no idea how I'm going to answer this. And then just <laughs> my mouth opened and somebody heard it and they were like, wow, what a great answer. Yeah. And that's when I discovered I, you know, this was my actual love. I don't yeah. want to talk to you about your mindset or or yeah. how you can make more money, or how your relationships will improve. I, I, I want to talk to you about the thing that really matters, and mm. you know, I, I, and I don't have any words for it. I wanted yeah. to say love then, 
but but it's not love. So I love the fact that I'm lost at the moment. And that life is just literally taking me in this life. I mean, this is so beautiful that we're talking. You know, you're part of that world. And and I'm now like, okay, I'm coming to this world. Even though this happened years ago, 2008, it's been 14 years or so. And it's now life is saying, okay, I will now slowly but surely bring you out and you will say things and people will agree and disagree. And whereas before you were, oh my God, what are people saying? And I've got to disappear. You're like, oh, that's absolutely fine. You know, it's almost like we, we're we just, you just get stood up. There you go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like people will always, you know, people can look upon you or look upon anyone and everyone's going to have ideas. Yes. But yes. the whole point is the words, ideally, <laughs> that come out of um, spiritual teachers are about getting rid of ideas. Yeah. Hopefully. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, ideally. Maybe not though, because, yeah. you know, in spirituality we are, we're forming new ideas the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think as long as we, no matter what role you're in, so you might be in the role of a teacher or yes. you might be in the role of a student or you might yeah. be in both roles yeah. or yes. no roles yeah. or all yeah. roles, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think what's so important is that we just kind of, um, you know, you stay true in your own heart yes. or something. And then it doesn't really matter like what comes out. I like that. I like what you said earlier. You said, something I don't know exactly what way you put it but you said like I don't care <laughs> how it sounds if it sounds like spiritual or non-dual or like how it sounds and I love that it's very um I love those moments I like that like, say something I was I was with a friend yesterday and she said something she's telling me about her daughter I said just drown her yeah she's drown her. I remember once about God about a year ago I was doing this meeting and someone was talking about the kids I said look do you beat your kids and he looked at me I was like you should give him a kick in occasionally <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. It was and it that was completely <laughs> wrong. You don't say that. And it led to the most amazing meeting between us. Yeah. Because somehow, and I think we're so conditioned that, you know, and it's something that I see happens in the spiritual community. If we take mm. on a label of I'm non-dual or I'm or, or I'm an Advaita or I'm a Buddhist mm. or I'm a Sufi, we then have to play that role. And yeah. I think realization doesn't allow you to play a role. It destroys every role that you could possibly. So there's a role here. Like, I love what you just said about you can be a teacher and student simultaneously. And that, mm. that's, that's what it is. It's like I learn as much as I'm, I, I'm, I'm teaching. And I, again, use that term really loosely. But mm. I also know that I can use the term teacher because it has a certain energy to it. It has a certain understanding to it. And, and you can use it to get people to listen to you. But then you realize that you can't teach anybody because it's, you know, I, I've got, I think, two 90-year-olds now coming to mm. meetings. Mm. And it would be arrogance of me to assume I could teach them anything about life that they haven't gone through. Yeah. So it's, and then, you know, so it's like, what do we actually do? And it's like, okay, mm. we, we open up a space. Well, we don't really even do that because mm. we'll hire a meeting group. It's not even our own space. So we're really just completely at the mercy of this thing called life. But that's mm. such a great and wonderful place to be because it will literally direct everything for us. It just basically mm. means we don't have to engage the great matter. You know, I mm. I've achieved more, you know, in my life in the last six, seven years of just getting up in the morning and following my day mm. than I did when I was trying to go up the career ladder and I really wanted that and this and I kind of realized how futile that was that like we're all sold this idea of success you know it's got to be mm. like, it's be like this. and yet we can have the true you know we can have truly abundant and amazing lives by just really just following who we truly are but there's that whole conditioning around that i mean i i, I 
I think Jay Krishnamurti did something really amazing when he talked about conditioning and really mm-hmm. tried to go into the subject. And what I also like is that, that you know, as a as a speaker, teacher, whatever, life will even give you the subjects that you need to speak about. Yeah. So I can kind of see what's what's forming for me. You know, I I really wanted. You know, I remember going to my first ever non-duality meeting. It was Middle England. Does non-duality, you know, does spirituality, and I couldn't believe it. it's like I'd walked into another world. Because my idea of spirituality had been going to the mosque or going to some Sufi sheikhs gathering and everybody does zikr and it was incredible. Mm. And when I saw Middle England as spirituality, and guess what? You get a cup of tea and a custard cream as well. <laughs> and you hear words like it's justice and nothing's happening, you know. It's like, wow, this is yeah. completely at loggerheads with what I thought. And yet what I found is the thing I ran away from is, is mm. what I'm running into now. Mm. And it's like I'm watching my legs take place, but there's been a whole like drama about that, but now there's this, this mm. acceptance and it's, it's literally, I just want to talk, yeah. but not from this personal place, yeah. which is crazy. I wanted yeah. to say something to you about, um, so that's the second time you said that, you know, that way of expressing that it's just this and not nothing's yeah. happening. There's nothing wrong and with I, it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I've heard that. And I think it's, it's nice. And you know, it, there's also there's nothing wrong with it it's true (laughs) but then it's also can be very unhelpful I feel like for people who are suffering you know so yes yes the exploration that I want to bring to you is something like I don't know the word is here like love Mm. you know and I think like everyone who shares you know they discover something inside them that's beyond Mm. a separate individual and that's a greater thing that i like to call love (laughs) you know so then how can it you know there is no one way that love is but if people are coming to a teacher or something people are coming and they're looking to not suffer if we are who we are then we should be able to adapt that one size doesn't fit all yeah exactly i'll give you several examples i I went to the island man to do a talk Hmm. and i was to argue and it was going to be a talk about traditional sufis and i spent two hours telling jokes yeah Walked into the room, put one in a little room and just told jokes. Yeah. And I had somebody contact me and say that was one of the most profound talks, you know, I've <laughs> been to. And midway through the talk, police turned up because there was all these cars outside. And I just literally went, who the F called the uh, feds, which is slang for police, to my talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the same time, I remember sitting with this Sufi Sheikh many, many years ago. And I was going through my, it's just this phase. So you, you can see where this is going. Mm-hmm. I walked in to see this guy, needed his help, completely and utterly said, I don't believe in teachers. There's nothing happening. It's just this, blah, 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 blah. And just went for it. Now, obviously, he'd been doing this a little bit longer. And um, he turned around and goes, well, I suppose. And it was almost like just it was such an offhand comment, but it just got me. You know, I suppose that's just another way of seeing the same thing. And I think sometimes when we take one approach, it's another separation. It's another bondage that we put ourselves in. Yeah, Non-duality isn't the only thing. And you're right. I mean, for some people, it's just this. And being so direct is absolutely perfect. Mm. But, you know, over the years, I found people that, and this was something I saw with with when I went to see Russell Williams as well, that sometimes he he would work with people very slowly but surely. You know, sometimes Mm. people turn up and say, it's just this. And they've been screaming, it's just this for 20 years. 
well, it's mm. very evident and there's a process and a journey going on. And then mm. sometimes people turn up and they say, well, you know, I've been my shake for 20 years and all this stuff. Mm. And you stop and you just go, it's just now. It's just this. Mm. And we have to be almost, I'll, I'll use the word attune, although it's wrong, with that person that we're speaking with. Mm. But that attunement, like we can, like I said, I, I'll use the word, but I, it's not really adequate for what I want to convey. It is literally like talking to yourself because you are meeting the other yeah. as you truly are. And if if there is this death of separation in you, you should realize you're literally talking to yourself and you should be so, you know, I an abuse victim walks in through the door and I just scream, it's just this at him or her. Mm. I psychologically probably damaged them to hell. And that's that's something I found that, you know, sometimes we'll use these statements to spiritually bypass. Or sometimes we use them not to address the underlying issues. Mm. I find that most people walking into my room that want to talk about self-realization don't actually want to talk about self-realization. But they've heard yeah. it as a catch-all. And when you get to the heart of the matter, it can be as simple as there's a relationship issue there, there's a money issue there. Yeah. It can be it can be that. But I now realize that I'm being moved away from that because all of a sudden I'm, there's kind of more people. And I think that's mm. when approaches like it's just this work perfectly mm. because you've got to be aware of everybody. So there's nothing wrong with the general statements, but I think the general statements were really just made for when things got bigger. But then when mm. we go into the specifics, you know, I've, I've had the pleasure of talking personally with a lot of these really popular non-duality teachers. Mm. And on an individual level, there isn't those statements being thrown at you. However, if you're, yeah. you hear these things, you then, you then think that that's the only way to be. So most people are trying to fit their experience into an expansive statement that they've heard. You know, you've got someone like, I don't know, Muji sitting in a room with 3,000 people. Mm. He doesn't have the luxury to go specific. There are 3,000 people that mm. as he's speaking, he's affecting. Mm -hmm. And consciousness or life or whatever you want to call it is going to communicate the way it needs to communicate. Like yeah. I, I'm now finding that my communication is being changed and it's not something I'm trying to do. It's occurring naturally, but yeah. it's occurring naturally as, as more people are becoming aware of me, but I'm starting to find I'm being more general as a way to accommodate what's happening in the room. Again, yeah. something naturally, however, on a one-to-one -one basis, you know, mm. it's, it's totally okay to talk about individuality, separation, refer mm. to others with their name. But I think when we go into those absolutes, we're completely, I mean, sometimes I'll pull up something and somebody will, can't, you know, comment on it. And it's, I just feel like saying, can you can we read that again? You know, um, you know, I could pull up something stupid tomorrow, like I'm having a great day. And I can pretty much guarantee somebody, well, who is it that's having a great day? Yeah, and yeah. Where is a great day? And there is no time. And I think because you've said at some other point in time, there's no me. Like, yeah yeah so oh, yeah. who are you to have a great yeah, day yeah, but now you but this, <laughs> you know, that communication can change and yeah. sometimes like i remember this woman used to say you said this to me and i said yeah when did i say that oh two years ago you said there was no there was no me where mm -hmm. are we now so we have to take you know we have to the, the thing is I, I like it because it's it's it, we can use this to collapse yeah we can so bind ourselves over with trying to be a certain way that after a while the pressure of trying to be environmentally friendly spiritually active <laughs> vegan, you know politically correct all of that stuff should become such a mass on you that it should just collapse you so we can use that mm. um 
but why do we want to do that? Why do we want to make it so hard for ourselves? And I think sometimes that, that's what happens. You know, I'm, I'm finding, I'm kind of wanting to just go to the point of least resistance. And yet once upon a time, oh God, I'd love the drama of this all. I love the jousting mm. and writing. Now it's like, oh God, now I'm too old for this stuff now. I want to have a cup of tea. <laughs> I have the sense, I don't know if like anybody can help anybody else really to awaken you know or to be self-realized maybe to be just in the presence is enough like if we just sit in silence it's enough but just the thing is most people are going to be bored if they sit in silence so all the conversation is just for just to keep people there because as we talk it kind of feels like you know it's like nothing the mind can't make sense of any of this and of course it's not for the mind but all of those words are all like mind 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 but really it's so that it will (laughs) it's so that we'll come to our heart so like is there something that we can do to and this is a real question really really good question and you've opened up a can of worms here massively is there something we can do to help and or guide somebody into their heart or open their heart or something Yes, okay. and no. Yes, yeah. and no. <laughs> yeah. the reason I'm saying yes and no is because realizations in both camps. And sometimes helping someone can be as simple as sitting with them. Mm. And that could really help. You know, let's 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 kind of open up what, you know, let's open up our understanding of helping. Helping can be as simple as waving at somebody and smiling at them. Yeah. We do that a million times a day, you know. Um I tell this story often, you know, I was with my brother walking past the house and he waved at this little old lady. And I was like, bro, what are you doing? He goes, I'm waving at her. Why'd you wave at her? Well, I wave at her, she waves at me. So next time I went past, I waved at her as well. Somebody was with me. Bro, what are you doing? Yeah. I was like, I'm waving at her. Why are you waving at her? Well, I wave at her, she waves at me. And this continued till the entire neighborhood must have been waving at her. You know, she had biceps by the end of it all, you know, because she was just with me. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I didn't even start that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even start that. And one day, funny enough, she was an Irish lady as well. And mm-hmm. she, she stood outside my garden and she goes, you know what, I just want to say thank you. I go, what for? She goes, for waving at me. I was like, go on then. She goes, that really helped me because she goes, I had this operation and I was literally housebound. I was on that sofa and there was no communication in the world apart from like my meals coming in and everybody waving at me. And I'm so grateful for that. Aww. So it, it was beautiful. And I remember one of my first talks was it was almost accidental. I ended up with some... Sufi conference, 600 very religious guys in a room and stuff, and women and all this mm. stuff. They, they kind of went, oh, yeah, that funny-looking guy there. Let's just give him a microphone as well. Mm. And I remember, I remember telling that story. And what was really beautiful is I went back to that school six or seven years later, mm. and everybody was like, you're the guy who was talking about waving at people. <laughs> they remember that, but they'd not remember the great philosophical, theological, <laughs> that the great saint of all ages and mm. that I'd done. So... I, I think we can, but we have to open our definition of what it means to help. But at the same time, there is nothing we can do because sometimes we, we know when we start trying to help and it, it's it's causing a hindrance, then no, because we've got to ultimately try to create a space where people want to go inwards, so they feel safe and secure enough to go inwards and blast those intimate questions from themselves. So in that sense, maybe the only help we can create is just have a space or, or maybe just be there. Um, but that all depends again on that particular person, that particular situation. Because mm. for some people, you can't. You know, I was having a really lovely conversation with 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 a psychotherapist, and it was great. 
we chat and I said, yeah, I've got this client I'll be working with for four or five years and they just don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And well, you can't help anybody who doesn't want to help themselves. So there was that. So I, I believe it's completely in, in, in depends on the context. It's like, it's like something you just said previously. It's just this can help somebody, yeah. you know, and it's just this can completely repel someone and psychologically damage them. And I, and I feel going back to what I said earlier about those paradoxes, those crossroads, is whether we can sit effectively on those crossroads. There are people I, I, I know will not resonate with this. I can't help in any way, shape or form, and I'm not meant to. And I can say that I do something when I do all these meetings and interviews and everything, but I, at the same time, I also believe there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. Because we have to live, the, the Sufis are just saying, they say, granted the world is an illusion, but we still have to, to live in it. So we have to honor that. Yes, it's all illusory. It's true. On, on our fundamental level, when we go down to it, when we strip everything away, there's nothing. It's just this. Hmm. However, like, like you said, and, and this doesn't even need to be said. So we're just in silence. And there's no one even witnessing that silence now. Hmm. So we don't even know if there's silence there because there has to be something that sees that there's silence or witnesses it. But, you know, we're, we're here. We're in this existence. It's an illusion. Yes. So we will move our hands just like everybody else has moved their hands. So we'll pretend <laughs> to helping people. And then we'll have that sensation that we really have. This podcast is helping someone. Mm. But it's not. Oh, but it is. <laughs> and it is like ever-decreasing circles and it just collapses and stuff. So I think, and then it leads to this complete silence. And yet this silence speaks. Mm. And it's just that. So every, every, like I used to kind of say, you know, like every conversation is dying. Just like whatever I've said, I've died. And, I've got to say this because I was going to say it five minutes ago, and it's got nothing to do with this moment right now. But I used to say, I talk to you know, those who wish to learn, you know, those who wish to learn, learn, and those who wish to be entertained, were entertained. Mm. So everybody gets something out of this. So even if you come to my talk and you thought I was a funny guy, and I made you laugh, but you totally disagreed with me, but I made you laugh and helped you. For post <laughs> helped you. Um, and then there couldn't be that talk when you came in and I quoted from great religious texts and chanted and held you in your pain and everything you didn't need anyway you i couldn't help you because ultimately you had to meet yourself that, that's, <laughs> that's the problem there is that teacher that can help you hmm. and there is that teacher that can wake you up and nobody wants to visit that teacher and that's that one that lives inside you which is you we're all avoiding this is all an avoidance for the yeah. person listening it's an avoidance you don't need to hear this. you need to hear yourself you know so there's hmm. that really lovely line in goodwill hunting and he goes you know you drop a hundred grand on an education you could have got for a dollar fifty in late fines at the local library. Mm. You're 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 doing all of this for something you could fundamentally do doing an instant and for free. Just just get a bit honest to meet yourself. Call yourself out of your own drama, you know, mm. and, and and meet that one teacher that the questions can't form in front of. Because mm. you know the minute you say something, he's already or she has already got that answer. And that teaches you. You know, I, I always kind of play up a talk sometimes and talk about this amazing teacher. Mm. I can guarantee enlightenment and everybody's like, wow, seriously? Yeah. So, guy, yeah, no, no, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. There's this teacher that can really help you. And they're like, wow. Mm. And they, I'll guarantee you, you'll wake up. And they're like, wow, everybody gets excited. It's great. They've stopped getting excited now because I've used it once too often. <laughs> that teacher is you. And the look of disappointments, massive. Mm. I even had a woman growl at me once. It was yeah. great. I, I'm talking to her and I said, 
Or, you know, I, I don't know what I said. And she growled at me like there was this involuntary growl. I was like, yeah, yeah. cool. I, I, because people already know this stuff. They yeah. already know. It's just entertainment for them. They're doing this until they're ready to it's take true. out their, hey, it's me. Yeah. Because but, actually know, we have to be willing, isn't it, to just, you really just have to be willing to just be with yourself. And that includes, you know, like actually allowing all the kind of shit <laughs> that might yes. be here as well. And most people do have a lot of shit. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, we're not born as um, like saints or Buddhas or something. We're mostly born and, you know, we get, I don't know if we come with it or we get it pretty quickly, but we have a lot of conditioning. So then yeah. as we kind of if you're just yourself you know you have to yeah. then that kind of means that naturally doesn't push all of that shit stuff away it naturally just like allows it to be here and we don't really want we we like pushing it away so like, yeah. no i don't yeah. want to know <laughs> the best way to the person listening to this who's a regular listener of your podcast you know, amber's done another interview great and then say, honey, stop. I'm having my spiritual time. Amber's just done this interview. I've really got to listen to it. I might get some nugget of wisdom out of it or something. Sometimes mm. our seeking can take on a life. Mm. We're, be, we're being asked to let go of something that's much more intimate. It's like I, I say to people, you know, if I asked you to kill your child, would you kill your child? Mm. No, of course not. Don't be stupid. I must mm. need to kill myself. Yeah. And I'm saying, well, okay, but say, for example, I was to take a knife now and go for you, would you defend mm. yourself? Yes. Well, these ideas are mm. that intimate and that fundamental to us that we will fight. <laughs> but then I also say, examine the reasons why you're seeking. People are just silly. I just want to wake up. But there's a reason mm. you're still seeking. You might be getting companionship out of it. You might be getting a sense of worth. Mm. You might feel special. You know, I, I've had people bother me, you know, wake me up and then I'll bring my friends. Wow. And then the, the, the best one is like, I'm like, there's no guarantee. There's yeah. absolutely no guarantee you're sitting in my room that anything's going to happen to you. Yeah. Then you get the people who come along and they're like, I, I just want to sit in the energy or I come and sit with you because my life improves. Mm. So you don't actually really want to, you know, like, oh, oh my God, I've got money now. You know, it's like mm. I, I heard of this family that used to see this old teacher in, in Birmingham, some old Sufi guy. And what happens when they turned up, they had nothing. They had mm. absolutely nothing. But they found this teacher and they sat in his presence. And they just started getting richer, 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 richer. By the end of all, they were taking coach loads of people to Birmingham. You've got to go see this great teacher. Mm. They missed it completely. Because to them, they were like, oh, wow, a miracle has occurred. Yeah. So it's These places attract everything. Like they, mm. they, they attract the, the entire spectrum of human emotion, human nature, human love, human, you know, like frailty and, and everything. And it's just literally... It's all gathering around this center, which isn't there. It gathers around this teacher that's not there. And yeah. it plays this role out and it provides a mirror, it cajoles and mm. brings in. And, and I think it's such a it's 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 such a beautiful thing. It's just it's just to remind. And there is no work greater than this. Mm. And yet it's not really work. It's 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 beautiful because I have the pleasure of meeting so many teachers, you know, I've I've, I've had the pleasure of you know, now that I speak and everything, I meet others and, you know, sometimes mm. we just kind of get there and we just kind of sit and we talk about just ordinary things. And there's such an intimacy, so beautiful. Yeah. It's just so beautiful what's mm. actually happening. It's just pure love and it, it's it's innocent. You know, it's so innocent. You know, you know, we were talking about your teacher earlier. Mm. And there's just an innocence there. And that innocence is so attractive because that's who we truly are. Yeah. And I think that's why we come here to to remember something 
or to be reminded of, look, this is who you truly are. And that doesn't really, it doesn't need anything, it doesn't need words, but yes, you know, if we need to use long words like consciousness or, <laughs> or I don't know, chanting Sanskrit to keep you entertained, well, that's absolutely fine because I will say to people, the most important person in the room is you. Mm. So ask yourself that question, who could you be? Mm. And not from an egotistical view, but like, who are you? And that's, that's really a spin on the question, who am I? Because we don't take that time. Mm. We really don't take that time. And I think that's what I'm, I'm just so enjoying now because all of a sudden there is this thing going on about writing stuff and there's this thing going on about, oh, let's talk about this thing. Yeah. Even though we haven't got anything to talk about, we haven't got the words to talk about, let's just talk about So it's literally all like these lovers come together and they want to just talk about their beloved if you want to get really poetic yeah. about it. And they're like, oh, you know, my beloved's like this. And and it's such a beautiful conversation. And what happens mm. is now this thing is happening in, in front of people. It's happening online. It's happening. Mm. This, this, this conversation will always be continuing. This, uh, this whole idea of the love and the beloved will always be going on. And, mm. and, and the funniest thing is both love and beloved know that they exist. It's just <laughs> entertainment for itself. It's just someone so in love with themselves that they've created <laughs> whole existence you know i was a hidden treasure i wish to be known it's <laughs> it's the ultimate story because it's it's a love story of one you know i i would say to talk <laughs> and and it's beautiful that, that's what's made this happen i mean we've missed so many moments mm. and everything and now it's like you know it was it was funny it was like god i, I woke up this morning and about god about 12 o'clock i'm really excited i was like i'm really looking forward to doing this <laughs> and i'm really looking forward and i know idea what we're going to talk about or anything Mm-hmm. And there's just this huge immense gratitude towards you and, and love towards you that, yeah, you know, you're doing this really beautiful thing. You know, you're yeah. doing these little podcasts. And, and I love the way it started. And then it's like, okay, we'll do this. And then, okay, we'll do this. <laughs> and, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on a call and I'm like, this is so cool. It's so perfect. And, and that's <laughs> yes, we're completely at the mercy of life. Yeah. Terrifying to a mind that wants control. Yeah, but you know your bills aren't going to get paid, and this ain't going to happen, and that's going to happen. It's like you've bought Mm. uh, you've bought a false bill of goods, Mm. and this idea of separation. And you know, I realize, as you said, it gets more ordinary. But I also realize that the only thing that I can possibly rely on now is this: if it says stand up, you stand up. If it says sit down, you sit down. You don't have a choice. Mm. And there's times it doesn't even say stand up and sit down. You stand up and sit down. Yeah, of course. (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're more in trouble there as well so and yeah. for some strange reason it's doing this and I'm just yeah I'm just like totally grateful you know mm. that I, I get to talk to people about this yeah. uh, whatever it is yeah it's great yeah. same here <laughs> that sense of who you are and who you are sitting with is so palpable in this mm. And that's such a beautiful thing. And I think that's what's attracting the right people to come onto your podcast and stuff. And yeah. for me, it's just an honor because I think you you sit with someone very incredible. And, yeah. you know, I, I will say that, you know, I've talked some incredible teachers and I will say that if you really want to honor these people that you sit with, then know what they know. It's like literally honor them by waking up and ending your sense of separation. That That's that's the payment. That's the honor. That's what, that's what we're looking for, you know. And I think that's such a beautiful thing you know it's it's you can the story of your teacher if I can remember rightly was that he went to see his teacher mm. and saw him and everything dropped away yeah that's honor that's that's honor but that, that's me talking from just a, a different kind of time from a different tradition yeah because I think although there is we don't teach 
need this, we don't need that, and everything. Um, sometimes we do. I think there was a really beautiful incident where I think Jay Krishnamurti said, you don't need teachers, and Ramana Maharishi answered, mm. well, yes, if you're there, you don't. But some of us still do, and I think that goes back to the, sometimes it's not that it's just this, but sometimes we have to take just this, break it down into little mm. steps and everything, and I think that's what that teacher does, because that teacher's been to the mountaintop. Yeah. And can then talk about that. So, yeah, it's it's this was so beautiful. And I can only thank you from the bottom of my heart. I think Ananta said something one time, like, you know, if you have a teacher, it ensures that you'll never get lost again. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I so agree with that, yes. I'm sure he said it in much more eloquent, beautiful way. <laughs> but it, it, I do think there is truth in that. I, I, it paraphrases what, what Rumi stated. Yeah. You know, that you're going to travel in, in two days what will take you 200 years. Well, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's one of I suppose I'll use the word cripe, which isn't right, with, with people believing that they're somehow going to wake up. If, if you believe you're going to chart a course to enlightenment, which is, guess what, I tried that as well. I think that's mm-hmm. when you need to go and sit there and have some humble pie and sit with, with a good teacher. And I think a good teacher's always got the interest of others at heart. You know, I read this beautiful thing about UG, how sometimes he would literally get himself in a bad situation to help somebody else. And I think, yes, no, I, I totally agree with that because, yes, they're going to be able to say, look, don't jump out the window. It's not a smart move or, or don't yeah. do this. And, and, and sometimes that's thankless. People will attack them for that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm talking to people at the moment and there's one who's having an amazing reaction. And it's like, look, do you not see I'm looking at you? I'm looking at your essence. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm focused on the perfection that you are. Mm. And you're trying to defend this, you know, like this, this house of cards. But it's incredible that our conditioning makes us believe that this thing is real. We so believe this is real. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you've been asked to yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I feel there'll be a time when more people will kind of understand this and, you know, they'll, mm. they'll, you know, they'll experience it. But I, I think that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing, you know, when, when I first came across this, the idea of meeting an enlightened teacher. Mm. Oh, my God, where are these people? And now I can't fall out of bed without hearing about 20 other people have woken up and yeah. but maybe that's because of the, the industry you know that the industry I'm in and yeah. so well. um maybe in the world I'm in now but yeah no um, I, I totally agree with that they're going to make sure that you don't go wrong and, and that's mm. that's beautiful in itself yeah and just the last thing the words that came <laughs> for anybody who's listening the I wanted to say like the time is now <laughs> if you're listening to this then the time for you is now if yes. you want it to be, you don't have to wait. Exactly. No, 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 no. There's only mm-hmm. now. There's only now. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It's been thank so you. Pleasant so to speak with you. It's been so lovely being on your podcast, and, and thank you so much for the invitation. It's been a complete joy, and, and so just such an honourable experience. Thank you. Mm-hmm.